us, Candace and I host this together, but I just delivered a message recently on being sent once. And I'm telling you, this is such a fiery place of scripture in Luke 10 that I'm going to go over with you right now. In the meantime, if you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe, like this video, leave a comment as we're, um, as we're going through this, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your thoughts are. This is literally the word of God. It's powerful. And we're about to go through orientation with Jesus. Absolutely amazing. Totally eye-opening. And I hope you're as encouraged as I was when I read it. If you're listening on the podcast, please, please, please. You've probably heard us a hundred times say this. Subscribe, leave a written review. We want to hear from you and it helps the algorithms get this outlook. We want to raise up righteous women in America, all over the world. We see you in India. We see you hop on our mentoring calls, women from all over America, all over the world. We want to thank you for even tuning into something called set apart women. We love you. And we believe we're praying for you every Monday. We get together. We pray for you. Anyways, let's, let's just hop into this. Cause I want to keep this brief. I want to keep it short. And I just want you to know, this is how epic it is to read the word of God. This is the revelation that stood out to me that I want to encourage you with today. Okay. If you're following along in your word, go to Luke 10 and let's do this. Ready? I'm calling this episode orientation from Jesus by Jesus for being disciples, whatever you want to call it. Look, the disciples were sitting in front of him, literally, okay? They were literally listening to the man Jesus face-to-face -face talk to them, which is just so epic to me. I like to read the word like this. And I want you to know, as I read through this, I want you to remember you have an assignment from Jesus himself. And I want to encourage you to live it with the love that God put inside you uniquely to be released on this earth as it is in heaven, okay? You were made to release this sound. Okay, Luke 10. After this, the Lord Jesus formed 35 teams among the other disciples. Each team was two disciples, 70 in all, depending on what translation you're reading. And he commissioned them to go ahead of him into every town he was about to visit. So he had gathered these 70 people and was asking them, okay, hey, I'm going to go into these cities, but will you go before me? Um, and then he said this, he released them with these instructions. The harvest is huge but there are not enough harvesters to bring it in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest, who's the Holy Spirit. So plead with the Holy Spirit to send out many more workers into, I feel Italian. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Sorry. Okay. Um, so plead with the Holy Spirit to raise up many more workers into his harvest fields, just like you, like you going, ask the Lord, ask the spirit of God to multiply you, to multiply others. Great commission, anybody. Okay, now off you go. This is the best. I'm sending you out, even though, this is literally red letter, guys. This is Jesus. Off you go. I'm sending you out. Even though you feel as vulnerable as lambs going into a pack of wolves, you don't need to take anything. Nothing with you. Trust in God alone and don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you meet along the way. I want to hit pause here for a second. This is wild. Jesus is like, yeah, look, I know you feel like a little lamb being sent into a pack of wolves. I get it, but I'm sending you anyways. I know you don't feel equipped. I know you don't feel fill in the blank, but I'm sending you anyways. Do you trust me? Do you trust me to prepare a way? Look, when Jesus left Matthew 28, this is why set apart women exist. The great commission, his last thing to say after he rose from the dead and was like, okay, for real though, I'm leaving. I want you to go into all the world, make disciples of all nations, teaching them to obey my word, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, this is what Jesus is asking us to do today. 
If we aren't living that, we're not doing what the man Jesus, the one that we have become a Christian because of, we're all in or we're not told us to do, right? So there's something on this that's important, that's powerful. How many times do we not go? How many times do we not obey because of fear, right? Mm -hmm. How many times do we feel like, oh, I don't know if I should go talk to them because of how their response might be. Shoot, I am guilty of that myself. I'm too afraid to go talk to her because of her response. She talks so bad about everybody else. If I submit to her what I'm hearing or what she said to me that I, that the Bible's telling me to do, then look, you're a lamb. And sometimes we act like we're being sent into a pack of wolves and they're not wolves. They're lambs. They just don't know any better until somebody helps show them the way. Okay. So he sends them off feeling like, okay. And then he's like, you don't need to take anything with you. Trust in God alone. How many times do we not start something guilty because we don't have the money. We don't have the resources. We don't have the relationship connections. We don't have this. We don't have that. We don't have enough followers. Look, you don't need anything. If you trust in God alone, if you trust in God alone, you don't, you have everything you need. I love what Patricia King says when God plus nothing equals everything you need, God plus nothing equals everything you need. So trust in God alone. And then this don't get distracted from my purpose by anyone you might meet along the way. How many times do we get distracted? We get this amazing idea. Maybe we don't write it down. And so we forget it and it slips our mind. Maybe God gives us a plan. And then guess what? We get distracted because of who we're hanging out with. We start following away. We start falling away. We start following their way, not Yahweh, right? There's one way and it's his way. And how often do we get distracted along the way to the purpose and destination? And this is what I love too. He said, don't get distracted from my purpose, my purpose, which means it's not yours. It's, it never has been, and it never will be yours. It's his. So if we're going to steward what God has called us to do, we don't get distracted. We complete the mission. And this is something else I want to say. When you are madly in love with Jesus, when you have the fear of God in you to love what he loves, to hate what he hates, that's biblical, by the way, he does hate evil. God hates anything that separates you from him. He doesn't want anything. He doesn't love, he doesn't love idols. He loves you. He hates idols. He wants you and he wants all of your affection and attention because he wants you to fulfill everything he created and designed you to do. And you can only do that in Christ Jesus, which is quite amazing, right? And so I, I feel like this is just so important for us to recognize that when we have a call on our life and God tells us to do something, it is his purpose on earth as it is in heaven. Pretty profound, right? So then he keeps going. Luke 10 uh, verse eight. When you enter into a new town and you have been welcomed by its people, follow these rules. Eat what's served to you. Heal the sick and tell them all. God's kingdom has arrived and is now within your reach. But when you enter a city and they don't receive you, say to them publicly, we wipe from our feet the very dust of your streets as a testimony before you go. So this is what I want to say. Okay. And then it says, understand this God's kingdom came within your reach and yet you have rejected God's invitation. So that was Luke 10 verses eight through 11. Check this out. Are you ready? You go into a new town. They receive you. You say, congratulations. This is awesome. We're healing the sick. You're receiving the gospel. We're, we're healing the sick. You see him. God's kingdom has arrived. It's within your reach. Guess what? When you enter into a place and they don't receive you say to them publicly, I'm wiping you from my feet and I'm going to keep going, but understand this God's kingdom was here. 
who is within your reach and you've rejected God's invitation. And I will continue in a second, but I want you to know you aren't the one being rejected when you're preaching. You aren't the one being rejected when you lay hands on the sick. You aren't, and they reject you. You aren't being rejected. It's God that they are rejecting. And I want to say America has done a very mighty, beautiful job of telling you that it is all about you and that when you're rejected, it's you. And social media has told you that if it doesn't go viral, it's you. And I know this isn't true of everybody, but there's something possibly going on in your life where you have taken it upon yourself to feel rejected at one point or another, whether you're struggling with that now or not, at one point or another, we've all struggled with rejection, rejection, right? But Jesus continues, said, let me say it clearly on the day of judgment, the wicked people of Sodom will have a lesser degree of judgment, right? We know what happened at Sodom Gomorrah, okay? crazy. They will have a lesser degree of judgment than the city that rejects you for Sodom did not have the opportunity that was given to them. So do not let rejection offend you. Do not take it on. And when it says that they wipe the dust from their feet, that means they didn't carry the offense into the next city. So when you get rejected, but really it's Jesus within you and your heart can be grieved because they're rejecting Jesus. But when you get hurt and you take on offense He's saying, wipe the dust from your feet. And when you look at the, um, when you look up the meaning of it, it means do not take offense and hurt into this next place with you. Because if you do, it can actually distract you from the ministry that you're going to take to the next city. So many people today are ministering from a place of offense and hurt, and it's actually affecting the ministry that they're doing. That's wild, right? Your offense affects everyone around you. It taints the vessel that God has given you. You are being established on earth as a clean well of water that people can drink from and discover the mighty love of Jesus, the healing water, the prophetic words, the encouragement, the edification, the correction, the exhortation, the word of God within you. They are coming to drink from this fountain that is the man Jesus. But when we have a fence in us, they're drinking dirty water. And you can actually cause other people to sin by allowing them to take on your offense, which is absolutely wild to me. Patricia King does an incredible job preaching about offense. It's, it's one of like the best messages I've ever heard. Very profound. And I want to encourage you to take a listen to it, but I just want to encourage you here, wipe the dust off your feet. And if you like are sitting here and you're thinking about how somebody's hurt you, how somebody's offended you, how you took something personal that somebody did that was hurt or broken, or maybe a lot of the time this happens, you misinterpreted something from somebody that you don't do life with a lot and you've taken on offense, go to the father, forgive them, forgive yourself, repent and move on with the pure, clean heart, right? Move on with the pure, clean heart. Okay. So then Jesus, I'm really like consolidating this message, but Jesus in verses 13 through 15 explains how they'll be deep in hell for not repenting as a city, the people that rejected you. Okay. Like it's quite brutal. So Jesus concluded his instructions though, to these 70 with these words, remember this, whoever listens to your message is actually listening to me. And anyone who rejects you is rejecting me, not only me, but the one who sent me. So when they receive you, they're receiving the man, Jesus. That's what we want. That's how you get out of the way. Like how often do we make ministry about ourselves? How often do we go in and we get offended? We get hurt. We want this. We want that. This is, this is literally how Lucifer fell. If you've listened to our podcast, you've probably heard me say this before. Look, he had such an incredible gift to shine light on the father. 
And he loved the attention so much. He all of a sudden began thinking it was about him and towards him instead of our father. And that is what cast him out of hell with a third of the angels who are coming after you to make sure that you never get what he can never have. So let me tell you this. Jesus came, died, rose again, so that you at any point, as long as you have breath in your lungs, you can always turn your heart completely back to the father and repent and follow him and obey him and find life, the abundant life, that highway of holiness in Isaiah 35 that they talk about no beef, no, no beef, no beef. Nobody eats beef on the highway of holiness. No, I'm kidding. That no beast or pestilence can walk on. You cannot be harmed. The wicked cannot walk on the highway of holiness. Only those who choose to walk on it. And when you do, you're found in him and him alone, right? And Satan can literally never turn his heart back to the father. He's already done it. He's a, it's a done deal forever. He will be miserable. He will be, and he's just making sure that you are too. And you have to keep that in mind. Offense is a really beautiful way to get you caught up in the ways of the enemy. It's a beautiful way to get you caught up in yourself and make ministry about you being rejected when really it's about the father, right? I want people to know the father. And look, the only way for them to know Jesus and the only way for them to know the father is for you to walk unoffended in character, in the nature of Christ. And if you're not walking in his character and nature and you're gossiping and you're angry and you're hurt and you're telling everybody about it, they're not going to want God. If you're, if you're preaching the gospel and you're not wiping this dust off your feet and you're not recognizing the power of this being all about the father, all about the man, Jesus, then eventually there's a falling that's going to come, right? Because that door is open for so much more to come in. And then we end up being deceived and we don't know where deceived. Do you hear me saying like this being a set apart woman is your call and we cannot open the door to darkness. And I think with women, we love relationships so much that when people don't walk the way that we think they should walk or people don't know better and we think they should know better or we get hurt or somebody says something about somebody else and you feel awkward because now you're put in the position to have to go back and live the gospel and let them know you love them and you love the person they were talking about and you wish you would have spoke up in that moment, but you didn't, whatever it may be. Living the gospel is not for the faint of heart. It's not easy, but his yoke is easy and his burden is light, but it's not always easy because the world does not show you Yahweh. It shows you its way and it leads to destruction and honestly leads to death and it leads to hell and it leads to misery. Been there, right? We've all been there. We've all been saved. We got to make the decision to be saved. So I love this because it says anyone who rejects you is rejecting me and not only me, but the father who sent me. So check it out. Are you ready? When the 70 missionaries returned to Jesus. So they all went, they went. Celebrate the girls that go, celebrate the women that went. Okay, this is a big deal. They went. What happened when they came back? They shared their testimonies. Were they like, oh my goodness, I can't believe you sent me into that pack of wolves. How dare you? That was horrible. Also, note he was sent, he sent them in twos. He didn't send them alone. You should not be running alone. There are people you were made to run with. And if you've got that's the beauty of community. Show up in community, find these amazing, they exist. Find these amazing men and women who are called to love Jesus and run with them, serve them, love them. You will find your tribe by serving because Jesus was the great servant. Well done, my good and faithful servant, right? 
Find those who are serving. Don't find those who are fighting for a platform, who are doing what they can to market their platform, who are doing all these things that the world teaches you to do. Find those who are serving and they're not posting about it all the time. I'm not saying it's bad to post about certain things, but I'm telling you, if people are posting about every little thing that they do online, they ain't getting them jewels on them crown in heaven like it talks about, okay? You can find these people. I feel like I'm going on a rabbit trail. You can find these people by serving, serve, in the church, serve in different ministries locally, serve the agenda of heaven in your city and watch what God does, right? Okay, so when these missionaries returned because they went, thank you, Jesus, guess what happened? They were ecstatic with joy telling him, Lord, even the demons obeyed us when we commanded them in your name. They were so excited. And then Jesus replied, while you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I've imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you overcome every power Satan possesses. I'm going to read that again. Jesus replied to all of them. He was, it's like, I could just see him. Yeah. While you were ministering, I watched Satan topple until he fell suddenly from heaven, like lightning to the ground. Now you understand that I've imparted to you my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will harm you as you walk in this authority. However, your real source of joy isn't merely that these spirits submit to your authority, but that your names are written in the journals of heaven and that you belong to God's kingdom. This is the true source of your authority. And then Jesus went into this epic prayer of thanksgiving to the father. I loved it, right? It's so powerful. Okay. This is so powerful. So Jesus saw Satan fall from heaven when he was cast out because of his pride, his arrogance, his entitlement, his me, 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 self-idol living life in heaven. Right. And he's also saying that when you minister, do you not understand that you have way more authority than Satan? So why would you ever listen? Look, we've all struggled with this. Okay. Why would we ever allow Satan to tell us what we should be doing? Why would we ever agree with any lying, deceiving thought that Satan has? Why would we ever let him do that? He has no authority. And I've, and I've given this example before. It's like, you know, you having the power of God in you is like being a CEO of a company that is absolutely amazing. And this little picketer is standing outside with the sign telling you, how much they hate you and your company. Okay. Let's say the company's pure. It's beautiful. It's amazing. This little picketer standing outside, just yelling with the bullhorn. Okay. Whatever they're called foghorn. It's not a foghorn bullhorn. You get what I'm saying. Okay. And then you're like, oh my goodness, I agree. And so instead of agreeing with the vision, the heart of the father and what he's called you to do, you get distracted from the purpose. This is all what we just read through. You're getting distracted by this person along the way. And because you agree, you invite them into your business. And what happens when you invite them into the business? You have an office, you have the chair in the business that God gave you, the authority that he gave you. And all of a sudden you're letting him into your office and you're letting this little voice, this pesky little voice sit in your chair and take authority. And it's changing everything that God entrusted you with, right? Why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. That's absolutely ridiculous, right? But this has spiritual implications when we agree with Satan, when we agree with his lies, when we agree with the schemes of the enemy, all these things, right? Don't let the picketer 
in your home. Don't let him in your heart. Don't let him in your mind. Don't let him in. And if you have any thoughts of what you like, you have, you have a wild call on your life. Your name may not be in lights. You may not have a million followers on Instagram, all the things the world tells you so important. And it's like, even the examples, the look, the examples that everybody gives when they're even preaching is like, you know, you may want this platform. And it's like, no, look, I want to live. I want to obey God. I want to live the great commission. And if this call that people have prophesied over me keeps me distracted from living the great commission, the call that Jesus put upon my life, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want that car if it distracts me from living the great commission. I don't want that promotion if it keeps me from living the great commission. I don't want that child that I've been praying for if they're going to keep me from living the great commission because my responsibility is to raise that child up in the to live the great commission myself and to raise that child in the great commission. That's, that becomes their normal. Is this making sense? There are dreams. There are promises. Yes. That God has spoken to you and may be speaking to you every day, but Jesus gave great examples in the natural, literally amongst these 70 missionaries that went out and came back with an amazing testimony. You may not have your testimony yet because you haven't gone but you have a testimony when you, every time you obey Jesus, there's a testimony that actually comes back and you get to rejoice and tell people about the man, Jesus, and what Jesus did in an unbeliever's life or in somebody else's life that could change them forever. But we're just waiting on you to take a bold step and to go live this great commission to go live. And I know Luke 10 isn't the great commission. It is, but the great commission is what comes later, right? So I hope this is encouraging you. I'd love to hear your comments. I'd love for you to tell us what's touching you, but I just want to pray for you during this time. Um, I want to pray for you during this time. God wants to do something in your life. He wants to do something in your life and he cares about you. He loves you and he has big plans for you. And we have set apart women because we believe you. And if this message doesn't sum up set apart women, I don't know what does, but we believe we want to link arms. We want to gather the 70 women who desire to go out with other women, tell the world about Jesus and then come back and testify about it. We want that. We want to see that happen. And so anyways, we love you. I just pray over you in Jesus name that you would be filled with the gospel, the truth that sets people free, that you would be set free. I just pray God, if there's any offense, if there's any rejection that anybody listening in on right now is battling, that you would come and that you would reveal it and that we can repent to you, hand it over to you, that we would be made whole, that we could wipe that dust off our feet, that we could bless those people. Pray that the next person that comes and ministers to them will be the one that they listen to. But God, we, we'd keep going, that we wouldn't be distracted, that we wouldn't feel defeated, that we would with all the authority to trample the enemy, to trample every power that Satan possesses, that we would take this and we would run and we would go and we would do what you've called us to do with all authority and power that you've given to us from heaven to earth in Jesus name. And God, I just thank you for 
connecting us with more women to, that are being raised up. God, I just declare over set apart women that this is a place for women to be raised up in this generation to live the gospel fully, completely, wholeheartedly, that we would link arms with new best friends, that we would find the community we've been praying for, God, and that we would obey your word and that this would multiply all over America. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Father. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you ladies are blessed. I, I love this message. It's very condensed compared to me preaching a 45-minute version of it. But I love you and I, I just, we believe in you. Come on, Luke 10, go tell the message and don't take it personal. It is all about him. Obey him. Don't get distracted. But you have that testimony and you may not have that testimony yet because you just haven't gone. So start obeying him in the little things and it'll lead to the bigger things that are within your heart. But be faithful today with the little. Be faithful with little. He will trust you with more when you're faithful with the little. So you keep going. Love you, girlfriends. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget that we have a retreat the last weekend of May. If you're listening to this in 2022, you can apply by going to jamielinwallnow.com and clicking on Set Apart Women. We have a few more spots left. We're capping it at 30. Um, so I think we only have eight spots left. So go apply, get your best friend, share a room. It's a suite in a hotel here in DFW. And we want, we want you to be part of what we're doing. We want to meet you. We want to celebrate you. It's very affordable too. So reach out. We love you girls. And don't forget to catch up on our latest episodes for sure. Love you. And we'll talk to you soon. I think I said, I love you 500 times. It's fine. I really do pray for you all the time. I love you. Can't help it. Okay. Bye. Okay, ready? Hey guys. What's up? Hey. Have you subscribed? What? I couldn't hear you. Have you subscribed?